Gentlemen, what is going on? What's happening? Ladies, Love that new intro. Yeah, I actually do too. We actually, actually had a fired uh, up, ready to go, baby. We had a uh, really cool dude on a post game show, Frankie James, and he he even commented what, what a cool intro. Yeah, he did. And he he was a really cool um, guest host. We'll have to have Frankie James back on. But ladies and gentlemen, we are Flyer and Ice Pod, brought to you by the Heat Ratio Sports Network. Remember, check out YouTube and subscribe to Heat Ratio Sports. And check us out on Apple Podcast on your drive home. Well, if you're watching this, you're probably not going to re-listen to it. But tell your friends and family, check us out on Apple Podcast, um, Spotify. We're everywhere. And I want to let you know that one of the affiliates for our show, NV Streams, they are the best source of watching TV in today's world. No more YouTube TV, no more Hulu Plus, cut the cord with cable, NV streams. You got to check them out. Their, their information is scrolling at the bottom of our screen as I speak. NV streams, check them out. Mention Flyer and Ice, and they will hook you up with a discount. So, gentlemen, great to see you as always. I believe the last show we had, we had the upcoming stretch of games with the Coyotes, the Penguins, and the Capitals. And now we're on the eve of Toronto tonight, Carolina on Friday. So let's let's address um, something that I mentioned. And you, if I asked a question, you probably could probably deduce it was on my mind, correct? I asked you any concern for a letdown against the Coyotes. And Nikki went nuts, no pun intended, about, oh, take the six goals guaranteed. You remember the Vegas thing? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, you know, we won the game 3 nothing, but it wasn't a 3 nothing victory. So what were your thoughts on we'll, – we'll even jump we'll, – we'll cover two birds with one stone. Were you surprised at the flat performances against the Coyotes and Penguins, despite the fact we got three out of four points in those games? But we really should have had an easy four points, in my opinion. I'll start with you, Vance. What were your thoughts on the flat performances against the Coyotes and Penguins? Um, I think they probably took the Coyotes a little lightly. Um, as far as the Penguins, I just think that, you know, it was a game where they were, you know, the game went to overtime and they, they lost the game. I mean, they – the way I see it, guys, is, you know, even when this team is not playing well, they're still coming away with points. Yes. Which is something that they didn't do, you know, last year. So, you know, the good thing is, is that some of these performances that are not their best, are they're still, you know, leaving these games with points. And that's really important. So it's a long season. You're not going to be at your best every night. Um, sometimes you're going to be, you know, up for a letdown. You're going to look at some teams, take some teams lightly. Um some of the other teams that are better teams, you're not going to play as well against. But the Flyers are coming out every game with points, it seems like. And that's really all that matters. Uh, would you like to build on that, Nick? Well, yeah, I, I was I was at the Arizona game and I, I was I happened to have been sitting uh, in the in the offensive zone where the Flyers shoot in the first and third period and um, they Vance is right. I mean, they definitely came out a little flat and they, they look like they took them lightly. Coupled with the fact that Arizona really would, they, they look like they were up for that game. Um, 
you probably didn't see it on TV, but they had a tribute, not a tribute, but they, they had a little video on gossip bear, which they, they, <laughs> I'm always against those kinds of things. Maybe less it's at the end of the game or something like that, but it looked like they were getting pretty pumped up. Um, a few of the things that I've been harping on the last week since that game is um, there was really no front of the net presence against Arizona until the third period. Um, you know, a lot of these wingers, you know, need to anticipate a little bit better when there's a shot or there's some activity that's going to generate um, a, a loose puck in front of the net. You, you got to anticipate that that's going to happen. You don't react that that's going to happen. And they were not getting to the net in situations where I personally felt like um, there was a few times in the first and second period that there were loose rebounds or, you know, uh, th there was somebody that was possessing the puck that was coming into the slot, looking for somebody in front of the crease and nobody was there, particularly Konechny. He, he looked like he was just kind of like skating around aimlessly. Um, so that, that was a big thing for me. And, you know, I, th I think they'll get better at those kinds of things. It's early in the season. But um, to me, that's going to be really important. We're not one of those teams that's going to be, you know, um, you know, we don't have players that are, are Connor McDavid skating through four people trying to get, a, you know, get into the net. We've got to do it by, you know, uh, good puck support and, and creating space and moving the puck, uh, you know, in a systematic way. And they're getting better at that. And like Van said, they're still coming out of this with points. So um, all in all. It was it was a pretty good stretch, in my opinion. Real fast before I get to you, Nikki Nuts, um, Adam. Yes, this one happened to show your name. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're realizing that a lot of the comments say Facebook user. That is our buddy Adam checking in. So, um, Adam, I agree with you. I'd love to see this team get on a long term roll, but they have a tough schedule coming up. So we shall see, Nikki Nuts. This is this is this is the part of the show where we need to see the Nikki Nuts come out. How disappointed were you at their performance against a Crosby-less team, a Malkin-less team, a Dublin-less team, and a team that had Latang first game back after yeah. being weak from COVID, and and they, you know, they had to scramble to get it to overtime, which is which was good, of course, as Vance mentioned, but it was just a really bad performance in my opinion. Well, every time they go against the Pittsburghs, it's going to be a battle. I, it doesn't matter if there's seven guys out or we have nobody. We always make it a big-time game. Um, so you can't get held up on the fact that they didn't have this, they didn't have that. They always come up, and they, we always play tight together throughout the history of the Flyers and the Penguins. As far as Arizona, yeah, there definitely should have been more goals um, in that game. But, you know... This guy has been playing really, really well. And that is, that is Martin Jones? No. That is Hart. That is Hart. Let's say both goalies have been and playing very well. They both have been. And the biggest takeaway from those two games was when we shoot the puck, we are missing the net. We have to get that puck on the net more because that kills all momentum once that puck starts flying the other way. You got to pick a corner. You can't just shoot the puck to get hit to go towards the goalie. Pick a corner. You know, they, they always shoot either right at the goalie or they're 10 feet off the net. And I understand that's tough to do when they're skating. And I, I trust me, I understand it. It's just they're professionals. They should be able to pick a corner at any given time. I mean, look at Connor David. Every time he, he shoots the puck, it's, it's precise. And, 
I hate to bring out the best player in the league right now, but he, he does. And he is the best player for a reason. Then that reason. Plus, he can skate through anybody. You get your burgers <laughs> at Donald's or McDonald's? <laughs> I get my burgers at McDonald's. All right, cool. Um, so, Nicky Nuts, what you did say kind of parallels what Nick was saying, if, especially when they get shots from the point. If, if they had a little... Um, traffic in front of the net that would also make it more difficult for the goalie so two points tied together all right so gentlemen my next question for you um and, and again I'm, this is not pick on nikki nuts day it just happens to piggyback on something that you said last week that i believe vance and i disagreed with you had mentioned how you thought braun has been brutal and i i i, I can't <laughs> disagree more i think he's been actually beyond um solid this year uh, and, and when we were all hard on him last year, but we were hard on the whole defensive core last year. I think Ryan Braun has been playing excellent hockey. And this is my question I'm going to pose at you guys. Has the Ellis injury indirectly enhanced Braun's game? Or is it directly enhanced Braun's game? Subconsciously, consciously? I'll start with you, Nikki T. I'm not sure, you know, if the injury enhances game or, or has given him any additional motivation, but I, I'm – you know, I hate to bring it three to one, Nicky, but man, he looks pretty good. I mean, he's playing very, you know, he's not, he's not flashy. So maybe that's where, you know, a lot of the fan base might see that, um, you know, he's, you know, he, for, for all intents and purposes is not playing well, but um, he's, he's playing very fundamentally sound defensively. Um, and he honestly knows when to get into the rush. He's playing a little more physical as well. And I'll be honest with you guys. Nick Sealer looks really, really good. Like, I, I, you know, he's against against Arizona. The guy stood out to me um, as making executing plays to the T, not making any any mistakes at all in the defensive zone. None. Um, no one to join a rush. And obviously we see he can be a little bit physical. So, that, you know, between the two of those guys, um, you know, we can go on to, to the, some of the rest of the defensive core and, and especially Sanheim to back to Nikki nuts's point about hitting the net or picking a corner. My God, I mean, you know, his shots from the blue line or, or, you know, from, from, from defensive position in the offensive zone are like 10, 15 feet wide every time. And, you know, you know, those kinds of things you're, you're not only, you're not only missing out on an opportunity to score offensively and produce, but those kinds of shots trigger, you know, uh, another rush by the other team, whoever they may be playing at the time, very easily. Um, so it's very scary, and he's got to get that under control. It's funny you mentioned the sealer thing because, I, you know, we're, we're not here to necessarily plug other shows, but listen, in the to me, I, I have the mindset in the podcasting world that it's not competition. We should all be friendly with each other. And one of the shows that I really enjoy watching outside of our own is is High and um, Flyers High and Wide. Love love Jim the host. He's really really does a fine job, and his and his co-host Zach does a fine job. So I was watching the show and I made a comment, and then Jim asked me, Dan, I'd like your perspective on our little argument, which I I think I missed. I turned it on a little late about Nico Bakubel. Um, I think some of them don't like him, and some of them like him. And I gave my opinion. I, how I don't like him at all. And, um, and then I added my two cents and I said, I also believe that, um, what's happened. I also believe that, um, 
when Ellis comes back, Sealer should stay in and Sanheim should sit. And that's the comment I made. So they addressed my question. And one of the guys, I, I, I don't want to say the guys, I think it was uh, Evan or Kyle was the third, was the third guy. And Vance, you're still, there he is. There he is. Our man Vance is back. So Evan and Kyle and those guys, uh, I, I think it was, anyway, the third host of the show laughed at that point. He goes, I agree with the Brown for NAK, but San Sealer for Sanheim. And he started laughing. No. And I'm thinking, dude, are you, are you kidding me? Like, what are you watching? Um, and I'm like, what? And I type, what the hell is, is, is Sanheim offering this team right now? So I, you know, they, they didn't address that secondary question, but I'm glad, I'm Body. glad you feel the same way, Nick. Cause that, cause to me, listen, I'm not, I don't know this guy for, 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 for his hockey knowledge point of view, but I, I, I couldn't, he couldn't be dead more dead wrong in my opinion. 100%. So Nick Sealer has again, not flashy, but he does, he's right. a solid hockey player. And again, a lot of our teams will, will strictly go with pedigree. Pedigree and right. paycheck, they're in a lineup. Right. Right. And the guys like yep. Sealer and uh, and company will sit, even if they're playing better hockey. Well, hopefully they'll they'll see that Sealer has earned a spot on this roster on a more permanent basis. So anyway, I got on the soapbox there. All right, let me get to my next question. All right, so we move on from the two flat games and we have the mighty capitals who are on a roll. I don't think they had lost a game in their building all year. Ovechkin was on a point streak. And I, th I thought we played a tremendous two and a half periods of hockey. So gentlemen, we'll start with you, Nikki nuts. What were your impressions on the Washington game? I thought the flyers came to play that game. Um, I thought they were back and forth. Uh, Washington is a great team, though. I mean, I, I I'm impressed with the way they just they just handle teams. They just completely control what they want. They dictate what they want to play and how they want to play. Versus, I think the Flyers don't dictate how they want to play. I think they adjust and they play according to what they're given as far as space and 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 avenues that they're going to have. But all in all, I thought that was a, a good test for the Flyers. It was an important, it was an important bounce back. And the irony was we, we, we all did our little predictions of the three games and the points they would get. And as I was talking with Frankie James on our post game, everything like flip flop. We got the point totals we wanted, but just not in the predicted pattern that we thought. Um, mm -hmm. Nick, the scout, build on what Nikki Nuts just mentioned. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I mean, he touched on a lot of points that I was going to touch on. Um, this is, you know, that game in particular was about executing Vigneault's system, you know, and for about 50 minutes, they did it. Um, they're, again, they're not going to be the most skilled, fastest, uh, even the most physical, even though, you know, they, we are becoming a little more imposing. But, um, you know, our roster just isn't built like Edmonton. So, you know, we've got to We've got old success upon a hard four check and which they did for, for a good 50 minutes to just put pressure on good teams like that and make it difficult for them to, to break out the puck. Um, you know, in anticipation, like Nick was saying, and, and puck support, um, that's how this team's going to win. 
you know, they're, they're going to move the puck. They're going to anticipate, they're going to have chemistry. Um, and we're going to see them, you know, be in games really up until the end, if they continue to execute Vigneault's system the way they have been, especially in the Washington game. And Vance, this team last year, you know, they might've had a, a game out of the blue where they had a, a two and a half period lead against the Capitals. But once that pressure started, like, you know, the, the last 10 minutes we were on our heels, we all have to admit that, but our goal tending held us in. We had, we had some key block shots last year. That game would have went from two to one to, to, to five to two in a heartbeat. So I think, I don't think it was a concern that we were on our heels. I think a team like Washington, they're going to pour it on late in the game when they're trailing. So how did you interpret the last 10 minutes of, quote, being on our heels? Um, Uh-oh, I think we're having Vance problems. I think, can you hear me now? We can hear you, but you've got the Kung Fu theater thing going on right now. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's All right. Up. Vance, why don't you sign off and sign back in, and we'll uh, see if that writes the ship a little bit. Right, I think the get... Flyers have to uh, start getting more in front of the net. I think they're veering away from that great opportunity to score great goals um, with JVR. I don't know why they got away from that. They started in the beginning, um, but to get in front of the net and have deflections is always going to kill goalies in this league. And I think we got away from that a little bit. And I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is, but uh, – I think that's what they need to do going yeah, forward. Yeah, that's that you're right. That's a staple in hockey. You can never you can never go wrong by putting traffic in front of the goalie. You, you can't crash the net, make the goalie uncomfortable. Maybe it's they're afraid to get their heads knocked off no. because the guys are shooting like 10, 10 no. feet off the net. Listen, I don't well, know. You, you just referenced that's a, that's a that's a trademark of JVR. It's yeah. it's got to be done. Now I was going to ask this to, to Vance, but I think both of you are quite capable of answering this question. And I and I and I left this on the board from my post game show with with uh, Frankie James the other night. So I'm going to ask Nikki T, Nikki the Scout, talk to us about sports and the ebb and flow that takes place, where you can have uninspired play against Arizona and Pittsburgh, and then come out looking like a world beater against Washington. How does that happen in such a short period of time where you can look so bad one night and so great the other night? It's It just does. I mean, you see it everywhere, in every sport, at every level. You know, I, I remember just going to youth hockey games and, and you know, just saying, oh, my, you know, hearing the kids say, oh, we're going to kill these guys, whatever, and then it's in their head. And, you know, you've got all this confidence. Meanwhile, on the other end, you know, the locker room or the other side of the locker room, you've got these kids that are all pumped up because it's big. It's a big game for them. It's a big team. They've got all these names on the roster. Um, I don't know, Dan. And I wish, all right. I, 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 I wish in a, in a, in back 20 years ago, I would have gone to school and, and taken some psychology courses on that specific, <laughs> on that specific topic, because right. it is, it would, you would be, you just forget about it. Uh, sports you know, psychology, sports psychology and, and especially <laughs> as, as it relates to that aspect of, of, of sports in general. I, I don't know, Dan, you know, you really, you should come out against a team, like uh, like like Arizona and really just and whip them, 
you, you really should, you know, but they were flat and, um, you know, I guess it's hard at the end of the day to just get up for every single game at the highest possible level that you can. Um, and you had but, two look, you had two look ahead games in theory. Yeah. So that could have been it too. And, and like Vance and you alluded to all three of you alluded to is they still got, they still got the victory, which is the ultimate, right. Um, important thing. And I guess Nikki Nutch, you would agree with that. It's just the, it's just the wonderment of sports. You just have. Yeah. No I mean, you'll, you'll see it not in no more. You'll see it more in college. Like you'll see that in football all the time. Guys get up for games and guys don't get up for games. Um, you'll, it's just the way sports is. And that's why we all tune in every game to watch it because in any given day, you, you can show up and be a force to be reckoned with. And every, it's any given day, you can lay a turd. So that's why we watch sports. That's why people are bet on sports because it, it, it's the rush of not knowing what the outcome is, but the anticipation of what you see is one of the greatest feelings in the world. And that's why, again, I, I'm not tooting my own horn. I just had that gut feeling that they were going to have a letdown game against the Coyotes. I, don't, I didn't think they were mm -hmm. going to lose, but when you guys were giving me Vegas point totals, there was a one of our um, viewers, I forgot his name, it was a Jim. I was like, uh, okay, if you guys are feeling it, I hope you're right. But I just, I had a feeling that was going to happen. But the fan, the fan base does it all the same as, as the players do. It's just a, it's yeah. a trickle down effect. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, when you watch enough sports like we do, you'd know that what I call the ebb and flow effect. Right. All right. My next question, the new guys. And again, this goes back to Chuck Fletcher. The new guys continue to impress. Broussard had a beautiful goal against the Capitals. To me, it was Rasmus Rastelainen's breakout game, in my opinion, his best game by far. And, of course, Martin Jones was terrific in that. Um, are you guys still, like, in awe of how well all the new guys are contributing? Nikki T? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, you know, we, we've talked about this from the moment that um, these acquisitions were made. I think uh, the four of us all kind of felt like um, the moves were – what this team needed to move forward and get to the next level and also um, help Carter Hart get back on track. Um, but, you know, it would, I would be amiss to not bring up Martin Jones because I'm, I'm really, I, I'm just not getting the fan base hatred on him. It's like that. I feel like that AMAC, like I, you know, it's just from, from the moment we signed him, it was like, this guy stinks and what are we doing? And, you know, if you're a stat scout, which I call, the, you know, these guys, these stat scouts where they Google the numbers, you know, the players, the goalie, whoever it is, and look up their stats or, you know, in this case, the save percentage and goals against. And, and you know, and immediately say, OK, you know, this guy stinks. Why are we signing him? Um, he's a good goalie. He, he's a very good goalie. And, and he's been in a bad situation for two years, maybe three in San Jose. Um, but I remember watching him in, you know, around 215, 216 playing in a world champion. Uh, in a world championship game for, for team Canada. And he was phenomenal. Um, and, uh, you know, prior to that, um, or, 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 or right after that, a, a cup, a good stretch of, uh, of, of production in, um, in San Jose until, you know, that team kind of just falling apart. But, I, you know, we, this fan base needs to get behind Martin Jones because we're going to need him. Um, you, you know, you need a good backup goalie, whether it's to give your goalie a rest or to, to, to pick him up if he's, you know, not playing well or if he's hurt or injured, but, um, 
to me, I've been on the Martin Jones bandwagon since we signed him. And I, and I hope the rest of this city starts to realize what we've got in this guy because he's pretty special, you know, and we're starting to see it. And uh, I think he's starting to win some people over. No, I agree with you. He had a couple off years, but I remember the Martin Jones that really carried that team. And right. he's very positionally sound. He's not flashy, but he's positionally right. sound. And it, I guess the fan base, it, it's a catch-22. I think they wanted the, the, the Holpies of the world. But a guy like that wants more playing time. And you can't have a guy that threatens Carter Hart if the organization wants to, you know, make him the number one, which they clearly do. So you got to get the ideal complimentary piece that doesn't have the big ego anymore. And exactly. and if anything, Martin Jones might use this as a um, resume builder for, for the future. You know, I'm back. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Sign me. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said about Martin Jones. Now, here's something that if anyone trumpeted grit and a tough team mentality, it's been me. And I couldn't have been more pleased at the sequence at the end of the second period against the Capitals where Wilson kind of hit Risto as the horn went off. It was an unnecessary hit. and Shocking. Rist right. Risto line had turned around and gave it to him. And McEwen quickly got in the fray. And you notice how Wilson didn't keep it up, you know? Yep. We had tough guys on the ice that weren't going to take any garbage. Now, I would have liked to have seen a little revenge for, again, Garden Hathaway. I think it was given to Farabee again in the face on the ice. I would have liked to have seen that um, um, come back to haunt him. But, again, it, it's time and place, and the game was too tight. But that sequence at the end of the second period showed that this team – will back each other and stand up for themselves. And they and I and I think even Sealer was on the ice. They've got guys that will drop the mitts if they have to and also can be solid contributors. And on that note, um I want you both to not only address what I just this this topic, but how good has McEwen been respond defensively responsible as a fourth line Winger. I mean, I have not seen that guy make a bad pass or turnover since since he's been on this team. Nicky nuts. Yeah, I I agree with you. He's been a surprisingly um, dependable. He he's been dependable in the role that he's playing, and the fact that we have really two real good lines, and the other two lines haven't hurt us. I that's what I'm saying, and they. The, the, Usually the fourth line is just there to clang and blang and just put minutes down on other other lines. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprisingly happy with his performance. And I think Bassard is one of the um, unsung signings that we've had. I think he is a absolute joy to watch and see him come out to play every game. And he's just... He he doesn't give up on plays. He he's always um there, and you he's always involved in some part of the game, which is uh really nice to see. Now he's got he's 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 a gritty, quick skater. Um, he's been he's been great. Um, and this is a little off topic. Every time I think of Broussard, I think of Zuccarella. You remember how they they would they would kill us with the Rangers? Yep. Um, anything you want to add to that, Nick? Yeah, I mean, what was uh, what was who was uh, it was Bastion um, that hit Giroux right in in the in the game uh, against Seattle. 
um, that cheap yeah. shot. And then we went after him at the end of the game to set the tone on yeah, it was basically Thompson. the season. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that was, was that Sealer there too? That no, it was Nick Sealer Thompson. Bastion? No, it was Thompson. Oh yeah, it was Thompson. Thompson. Right, right, right. So, Tom, you know, Thompson goes in there and says, you know, this isn't going to happen. And, and it's not going to happen again with the Seattle Kraken. And it's not going to happen with anybody else in the league because the Flyers are a different team and we're going to protect our players and we're going to go to bat um, uh, for two guys like Tom Wilson and, 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 and the rest of the league. If yep. you feel fit to come in and, um, you know, do some things that you're not going to do cheap shots, whatever the case may be. Um, but we're going to match your physicality. So uh, it's a good thing. And I hope to, I, I'm confident that we'll can see it. We'll, we'll continue to see it as the season um, continues to roll out. I love right. that, dude. I love it when they're f- the, the when you're froggy jump. And I love the fact that they do that. You know, if the players want to get at us, we have the players that are going to do that. We yeah. actually lost it with this guy when he left because he did it all the time. Yeah. Simmons did it all the time. And you know what? Now we have a team that's going to back each other up. And we missed that immensely the last year and a half. No, I, I that's what we've been. We were screaming for it we have to find toughness and let's let, we haven't seen it yet but um patrick brown is scrappy also so right he's an, he's another guy that'll stand up for his teammates all right so we have a big game tonight part of this show was to do our our weekly podcast and part of it was a, as it were as a pregame show so let's address um the puck points for the maple leafs game so I have as a puck point to maintain the intensity against the Capitals. Do we see any way, shape, or form that they don't come out with intensity in this game? Nikki nuts. Um, I I don't know because th- every every game they've been kind of slow start, um, and then they pick it up in the second where they have a slow start to start the second. They always have that one period where they come out slow. And I would love to eliminate that in this game. And I think they got to eliminate that in this game to be effective. They got to play all three periods as intense as the start or the finish. Um, Nick Tassi, do you see any issues with them losing their intensity? It's hard to say, you know, I mean, Toronto is so offensively skilled. I mean, they got some of the best forwards in the league, the most, and, you know, I think we've, we've noted that four or five of them are, 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 are the ones that are leading, you know, the top five in the team and scoring Matthews, uh, Marner, Tavares, Neilander, and Riley. And those guys are really good and they play really well together and they've been together long enough that their chemistry is really starting to work. So I'll be honest with you, Dan. I, I think you might see a little bit of a slow start tonight. I, we might be on our heels chasing the puck a little bit um, because I don't think they've seen this level of speed. Well, they did with Edmonton. Um, and Florida. So, you know, if they approach if they approach this game like they approached the Oilers game, you know, it's, it's possible that we, that we could see a faster start. But I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 right now. No, I, I, th- I, think, I think, first of all, I, I believe that Toronto's on a bit of an uptick. They've uh, they lost their last game to the Kings, I believe, five to one, but they won three in a row prior to that. They had a slow start, and I think they won seven out of ten at one point. So they've had a little bit of resurgence to their season. Matthews, um, I think, missed a few games with injury. 
Um, right. Like you said, they're, they're big five of um, Marner, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, and Riley. They, they take up the, the entire payroll, and they're the top five scorers <laughs> on a team. Right. So I think I think the Flyers realize this is a damn good hockey club. So I'm 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 hoping they come out with intensity. And it brings us to our next puck point. I'm uh, do we expect Hart to continue the goaltending um, play that we've been having and continue to shine? Nick, Nick, we'll start with I, Nick the scout on this one. I, I do, I do. I mean, he's got he's got the confidence. You can see it. You know, regardless if it's been two games or ten games so far, um, you know, or somewhere in between, which it is. It's he's he looks confident. He looks sharp. Um, he looks focused. Uh, you know, perhaps whatever was in his head, um, to, um, you know, reduce that confidence level, uh, for most or all of last year seems to be rectified. So I absolutely do think it's going to continue. Now, does that translate into shutouts or, you know, one goal and two goal games possibly, or, or maybe not, you know, uh, you know, if there's, if Toronto puts four, four, four points or four goals up on us tonight or five goals on up on us tonight. Um, and there are bad goals or, you know, there was, there was collapses in the defensive zone that, that caused those kinds of things. And it really wasn't his fault. You know, it'd be interesting to see, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in my opinion, I think this game could be a four, three kind of a game, a three, two kind of a game. Um, I don't think either team has the ability to blow either team out. Um, so Yes, but the answer to your question for sure, I think I think the confidence level is definitely there. You could see it. I mean, it just it's obvious. I mean, it just you don't even have to look for it. I mean, it, it just exudes, um, you know, his play his play right now, and um, I, I expect that to continue. And and Nikki nuts uh, again. It's it's funny. Like I came up with this idea of um, you know puck points for success. Um, it's kind of like when you watch uh, any show, keys to success. Uh, what the Phillies have to do to win the game tonight, you know, throw strikes, get to the bullpen early or the other team football, you know, be successful in the red zone, get to the quarterback. A lot of these are cliched, obvious points, right? Nikki nuts. But with this Absolutely. game in particular, with, with the guys I mentioned, Tavares, obviously Matthews, Nylander, all these guys, Marner, we got to stay out of the penalty box. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. That's definitely number one on my book is that penalty box because that can change the entire complexity of this game. Um, Hart absolutely has to come play. Um, and I think going back to the goalies, I think they both are pushing each other to um, be the best goalie they can be, which is great competition and that's always a great motivator, especially when you don't see – when you see them both produce, you know they're pushing each other to get better. And it's better that, that they don't curl up and go into a hole, you know. I, I want them to compete. I want them to come out and beat each other, you know, at the end of the day. Um, I, I, I think tonight's game is really all about the penalty box and special teams. No, you have to. That's another point I had. You have to have uh, strong special teams in general, right? I mean, we we I'd like to see us put some uh, pucks in the net on on our yes power play, and obviously limit the dumb penalties. Um, I think we had three penalties against the Capitals. Two were stupid. One, I, Lawton slashed the stick out of Ovechkin's hand, which was nonsense. I believe um, was it Sealer punched someone on the on the Washington bench. Yeah. 
nonsense. The only penalty that was legit was that when Ovechkin was trying to shove the puck through uh through Jones's pad, the stick. where we grabbed the stick. That was a smart penalty. So, but we can't have stupid penalties. Nick mentioned earlier traffic in front of the net. That's always important. And my final puck point is I want us to maintain physical play. I don't want us to have physical play only when we're playing physical teams. I want us to set the tone. Maintain physical play. Nikki, Nikki T, I saw you react in a way that you wouldn't allow. Yeah. Well, because it's you. this is the kind of game where you might not see too much physical play because they don't have an enforcer that is your, that you're reacting to protecting your players or whatever the case may be. Uh, this is the type of game where you need physical play to shut down a very, very potent offense. Um, this is the type of, of game when, you know, Marner's getting a pass from Matthews or whatever. They're along the boards that you're, you're, you're darting right at him, skating at full speed and putting their head on a swivel and, and not letting them just skate up and down the ice at, at will. So that's, that's the kind of physical play you're going to need against Toronto tonight. Um, and I'm hoping we see that because I, 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 this, you know, I'm a little skeptical that we won't, um, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. So those were my puck points. And honestly, uh, I'm embarrassed to say, ladies and gentlemen, I was going to put this up as a graphic, but I, I have another graphic that's all ready to go and I can't share screens concurrently. It's hard to explain. So I just verbalize it versus showing the graphics. And if you're listening to this on Apple podcast, you can't see it anyway. Exactly. So <laughs> before we get on to my favorite segment and many of our viewers, favorite segment, um, here's our next three games tonight against Toronto at Carolina Friday. And da are we at Dallas? Nick at are Dallas. At yeah. So I always like to, project points and i'll i'll start with you mr nuts tonight friday against carolina and then at dallas six points on the board what are we looking at to be honest with you i really think we're only going to get two points out of this so you have one I win and two losses you're looking at yeah i think yeah or, or absolutely i think we okay. lose i think we lose to toronto uh carolina and i think we're gonna lose or even make it to the ot of dallas and i think toronto we can win i i i'm i'm gonna go i'm gonna go four out of five points i think they beat toronto and dallas really i'm not okay. i'm yeah dallas isn't setting the world on fire your thoughts the scout uh i think I think they're going to beat Toronto and I think they're going to beat Carolina. Um, you know, Dan, when really? we talk about the sports psychology of getting up for games and playing to the, to the level of the competition, I think you're going to see that with Carolina. Um, I think and then they a let down against the stars and a let down against <laughs> Dallas. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> if you're continuing to read the rest of the chapters in the flyers, 2021 season, that seems to be the way it's going to play out. So. All right. Yeah. But, but again, if you would have told us these three, get this three game stretch, we're going to get, Four of six points, right? Maybe even five. Maybe maybe we take someone overtime and you know lose it that way. I guess we would take five out of six points. I'll, I I would take four out of six in this stretch. All right. So we don't have Vance, so I'm gonna have to ask somebody, <laughs> somebody to step up to the table as I prepare one of the most important questions in all of sports. I'm gonna go with. 
Actually, before we do this, before we ask this important question, Nick, tell us who this segment is sponsored by, please. Sponsored by Fuse Barbershop um, <laughs> in Newtown, uh, in PA. Uh, you check them out. You go there. You tell them that you're a fan of the Flyer and Ice, and they will give you a 20% discount on your first cut. They are awesome. They got awesome murals on the wall. Uh, rock stars. They got guitars that are signed. It, it's it's a really cool spot. Um, if you haven't checked them out, go check them out and uh, tell them Flyer and Ice and they will take care of you. And I will tell you, these three good looking men that you see, we all go there. <laughs> we all go there to get our hair. Cut. No, Dan. Oh, God. We just lost all the customers. <laughs> all right well you know i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry no we, we all look good come on knock it off one of we're three good, made we're good looking men we're good looking men so i'm gonna ask you nikki t mm -hmm. what time is it it is time for the penalty box i did it again <laughs> i left the previous question up and it blocked the um, the penalty box graphics partially. I'm, I'm really mad at myself. But anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, it is not easy. It is not easy coming up week after week with really f cool penalty box themes. And if you only knew the mind of Dan Green, you'd probably be scared and, and move far away from me. <laughs> but I was just sitting there one day and all of a sudden Daryl Sittler popped up in my head. And what does Daryl Sittler have in common? Nick, Nick, the scout. What he pops in your head? The Maple Leafs and the Flyers. Yes. So that was my theme. <laughs> I I randomly thought, and I'm telling you, I, I don't remember him playing for, for Toronto, but I had to, I it just, well, you I don't remember Daryl. Do, but... You don't remember Daryl Sir playing for the Toronto. I don't. Come no. on, that was, oh, I certainly obviously do. I remember him as a flyer. So, all right. Well, anyway, so here's my theme for the penalty box. It is played for flyers and leaves. And I don't know if you knew this, Nikki Nuts, but did you know Bernie Perrant played for the Toronto Maple Leaves? No, I did not. Did you know he played for the Flyers? No, <laughs> just, yes, just kidding. No. So, so. You know, you start with that. You start with that. Bernie Perrant played for the Leafs, and he played with his childhood legend or childhood um, idol, Jacques Plant. And talk about a mentor. Jacques Plant got Bernie Perrant's game and confidence going. And then, uh, as Nick Tossi referenced, we got Daryl Sittler in a steal we, for a player named Mike Costello. Uh, not Mike Costello, but the last Mike Costello I went to high school with. Uh, but but there was, I can't think of his first name, but the last name was Costello. We traded him for um, Daryl Sittler. And Sittler, you know, a lot a lot of times the Flyers get razzed for bringing in Howard Chuck and Coffee and Van Breesbrook, guys that were at the end of their career and really didn't contribute much. But Daryl Sittler had a 40-goal season with us. Um, so he was really a solid player for us. and. I remember like yesterday, Bobby Clark retired in after the 83-84 season, was immediately named the general manager. Daryl Sittler, I remember being interviewed, I think by Yuki Washington, thought he was going to be the next captain of the Flyers. And the very first trade, 
Bobby Clark made. It was trading Daryl Sittler to the Detroit Red Wings for Mary Craven and Joe Patterson. It was, it was actually a brilliant trade, but it Good broke Daryl. Yeah. It broke Daryl Sittler's heart. But Daryl Sittler is a Hall of Famer that played for the Leafs most of his career and the Flyers. And then, of course, you got Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros obviously made his bones with us. And then, unfortunately, because of his post-concussion issues, kind of became a journeyman player after he was with us. And one of the stops he made was with his um, his favorite childhood team, as, as he's an Ontario native, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so there's another one. And I don't know if a lot of people realize Michael Remberg. Yep. Part of the Legion of Doom. You know, a lot of people remember him playing for Tampa, but not a lot of people remember him playing for Toronto. So Michael Remberg also played for Toronto. And one of my favorite players, again, I Vance and I discussed, so I, we're gonna I'm gonna put a, together an episode of players we let get away too soon. And one of them is Dmitry Yuskevich. Dmitry Yuskevich to me was a very solid defenseman, and he became a terrific defenseman with Toronto. And then we got him back again for a cup of coffee sort of at the end of his career. He, he played for the Flyers once again. But Dmitry Yuskevich, before we move on, Nick, Nick the scout, tell me your thoughts on Dmitry Yuskevich because I saw the positive side with, with that comment as well. Oh, from what I remember, I mean, you know, he was just a, um, he was just a team guy. I mean, he was very fundamentally sound. Um, he did, he was a power play guy for us too. Right. I mean, he, he was he had a nice uh, shot and he played, he played rugged. He played rugged for a guy that wasn't so big. Yeah. Yeah. A little guy. Um, but you know, solid defenseman. And I think you're right. We, we, we have a tendency to kind of let young players go when we think maybe they're in their prime and, and they're on the downswing and that definitely wasn't the case. And, and, you know, we wound up getting him back when he was maybe a little bit past his prime, but um, you know, very a household name for the flyers. I mean, if you, you hear the name Demetrius Kevich, I mean, any flyers fan could tell you, you know, a little bit about him and when he played here. So, um, and, and, and watched them as a fan. Now I don't mean to put you on a spot, Nikki nuts. If you did your homework, you know, this wouldn't be putting you on the spot now. <laughs> Do you know who the next player is on my list or my graphic? No, I don't. All right, then I'm going to have to defer to Nick the Scout. Do you know who that player is? I don't. You know, I, I you guys, you I, guys I'm are, looking at, I'm, I can't see the numbers. Is it, what's the number? 19? 15. On the Flyers, on the Flyer sweater? 15. Oh, it's 15? 15. I'm not sure, Dan. All right. He scored a really important overtime playoff goal. Um, I think his last year with the Flyers. I believe he was part of the Chris Pronger trade and wound up just St. Louis. Af after going to Anaheim, he went to Cal. Oh, Anaheim. Anaheim no, right. No. All right. It's Joffrey Lupul, late gentlemen. It's Joffrey oh, Lupul. Wow. Yeah. So Joffrey Lupul was a solid, a solid. Would you say a third wing, a, a third line winger, a solid third line winger? Uh, a third or fourth. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a top six guy. No. Um, well, he was on the power he had that play. Europe, he had that European, you know, he had that European kind of a style. I mean, it was. Uh, but he was, but he wasn't uh, European. That's the thing. He's right. A poorly spelled name. <laughs> he had that. You know, he had that that get up and go and you know good speed um 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he was a good, he was a good gritty guy to be having a third, fourth line. Yeah. He wasn't necessarily uh, a, a legendary bit of a player that, that deserved to be on the list, but he, he, the hamster wheel brought him up in my head. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I think Nicky nuts, you know who the next guy is, right? I'm circling with the mouse now. Yeah, I don't see that. You don't see it? I don't see your mouse. I don't know right, where we're at. How about the third guy from the third guy bottom right? From left to right, the third guy. JVR? Correct. So JVR obviously was a second overall pick for us in the entire draft the year we lost a coin flip and they had to settle for him over Patrick Kane, unfortunately, went to Chicago. So we had JVR. He had a tremendous, tremendous playoff run when we went to the Cup. But he never was a – he never lived up to the hype during the regular season. Would you agree, gentlemen? And I think we kind of gave up on him. And he put up, you know, I think pretty so solid years with Toronto. Number 25 there with Toronto. I think he had – multiple 30 goal seasons with them mm -hmm. enough to say, you know what, maybe he's a different JVR and we signed him on to a monster contract and he had a, a solid year for us last year. Um, this year he's been playing well, but the points aren't showing if that makes sense. So um, both him and Yuskevich were flyers that were, had two tours with the flyers with us, with being with Mon uh, Toronto in between. And I'm going to leave the last guy for you, Nicky Nuts. I know he's one of your all-time favorites. He's everyone's all-time favorite. Who do he's we on got? my wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> yeah, so Wayne, Wayne Simmons currently, we'll see him tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs after he's bounced around with the Predators. Um, the, who was it? Did he, did he have a pit stop at the Capitals too? No. No. I don't think where did, so. Where did he, he play? Who did he play with before going to Toronto? In between Nashville and Toronto. Boston, maybe? I'm trying to think. He, nah, it wasn't Boston. I, 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 let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... It was a Southern... No, well, we played was... with the Predators. So, I'm, I'm, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're being a little unprofessional. We're Googling on the spot here. Generally, gen generally, I'm a savant with my knowledge right off the top of my head. Um, did, 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 did Wayne Simmons stats. Let's pull him up. All right. Not uh, the Devils, Dan. Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I told you he played on the. Uh, Man, I don't even remember. That's, I, I, knew, that's... I knew he played in our division. I, I, yeah, I said yeah. Capitals and, but yeah, so I knew he played in our division again. And Buffalo for a cup of coffee. Yes, and... yes, yes, yes. So he's bounced around, and and now he's. I think he actually signed a contract with Toronto. So, so ladies and gentlemen. That was my little cute penalty box segment. I wanted to show um, fly, and I guarantee you, there's countless more. We could. Um, Wasn't Mike Ricci on the? Didn't he play for Toronto at one point? I I, I just remember Ricci with the Avs after us. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Oh, uh, he went to uh, no. He went to. Yeah, he was part of the uh, Lindros trade. Wasn't yeah, he, he went to. He went to the. He went to the the, 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 the Nordiques. Quebec. No, uh, yeah. Quebec. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm sure there's countless others that we could have thought of that that just didn't pop in my head. But that those were guys that uh, Dan Green's hamster wheel threw up threw up on the graphics. Perrant, Sittler, Lindros, Renberg, Yuskevich, Lupel, JVR, and Wayne Simmons.
play for both the Flyers and the Leafs. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to thank you for joining our show. I am Dan Green. Below me is Nick Descaltasti. To the screen's right is Nikki Nuts, Crisco. We are Flyer Nights. We are brought to you by the Heat Ratio Sports Network. Again, check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Tell your friends and tell them the drive home on Apple Pod is the way to go. Check out Fuse Barbershop. And again, cut the cord. Go to nvstreams702.com. And it's time to switch. I have. I have them. I'm watching hockey everywhere at any yep. time. It's yep. amazing. It's awesome. NV streams. Check them out. Awesome. And we're not going to do a post game show tonight. So uh, let's cross our fingers and hope the Flyers have a let's good go night. And let's go, always, baby. Let's go. Good night. Good hockey. And if you want to see something fun, watch the Nikki live show on Facebook. Nikki, yeah, baby. Share that with the people. Welcome to the Nick show, baby. Find him on Facebook. <laughs> Welcome to the Nick show. You go Good to night. the Flyer and Ice group. You like the Flyer and Ice group. You'll see it. I post it every now and then, and you'll see what it's all about, and then you can tune in if you feel like it. And you'll see why I found him and why he's called Nicky Nuts. Nicky Nuts. <laughs> so on behalf of the crew, good night, good hockey, and maybe we'll catch you after the Carolina Hurricanes game. Yeah. Take buddy. care, everybody. Later.